Good morning, viewers. Welcome to another broadcast day at WBOR, the easy viewing, easy listening station. We begin our broadcast with the Binky the Clown Show. Have a nice day. Binky. This is a night. This is the night I was created for. I'm gonna put on my best disguise and go knocking on everybody's door. This is a night. This is the night I'm gonna hit the street. Cause this is a night folks are giving away so many good things to eat. You know, life could be so sweet If every night was a night to go trick or treat Trick or treat Welcome, Carol listeners, to Geek Salad episode 241 It's the Headless Horseman, Charlie Brown I'm Andy <laughs> I'm Mike I'm Joe I'm Catherine Oh, okay, yep Line! <laughs> 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 you you took a while. I didn't know if you could remember your line or not. That's usually when you call for line. Sorry, I've been in a lot of rehearsals lately. Mine. Hey, no, no, just internet lag, dude. Oh, gotcha. I gotcha. So anyway, folks, happy Halloween. This is our annual Halloween episode. So straight off the bat, I do want to apologize to all of our fans and listeners that we, we have been kind of on a sporadic recording schedule. Um, it is all my fault. As I am currently immersed in uh, the magic of the of the live stage, and the theater. <laughs> yes, the theater. Pretty much since uh, the beginning of the year, and I think we're right now. I'm going to focus away from the three week recording schedule that we've we've kind of been maintaining over the course of like 200 plus episodes, more to a once a month. Thing for the time being. Uh, eventually, this will will come back to to a normal thing. So we appreciate your patience. We appreciate sure. you staying with us. It depends on how you get, often you get cast, Andy. Well, that's true too. And I just actually got cast in a huge role. As in January, I'll be playing Nostradamus in Something Rotten. Ooh. I am like so seriously. I am like Michael Corleone in The Godfather Part Three. When I said after I did something rotten last year, it's like, ah, I think maybe I've kind of I'm kind of aged out of musicals. There's really not a whole lot there. <laughs> I tend to get like comedic non-singing side. I think I think I'm done with musicals. And then Manila Macha happened and they pulled me back in. Um, <laughs> so like, so like John Wick then. Uh, yeah, pretty much, except uh, I have no dead dogs to speak of. Fortunately, or wives, or wives, or yeah, wives that exactly. Wives, wives that the dogs stand in for, yeah. And I do not have a wanton disregard for uh, for for human life, as I have just watched all four of those movies, and my God, life is meaningless in those movies. You don't in that in the John Wick universe, yeah, pretty much. Mm. 
you, you don't. Yeah, so wow. Well, so, so yeah, Joe. If you haven't watched it, uh, John McFord just hit stars. The the people that he kills kind of suck though. So yeah, no, they all yeah, kind of suck. Yeah, but it's just it's crazy. What's that? Yeah, it's yeah. I was just going to reiterate what Catherine says. Yeah, these are not good people that are getting off. So right. Exactly. But that's not what we're talking about tonight, folks. We are talking about Halloween. Um, it is that annual time of year when we remind you that you don't really like pumpkin spice. You like cinnamon <laughs> cloves and allspice. Oh, yeah. And we, yeah, all, and we also spice. have to remind you. What's that? We all hate candy. Oh, corn. I was. Yeah. yeah can, candy corn is not candy and it's not yeah. corn. And. Uh, you hate it, but you eat it anyways. Being a right. Basic bitch, pumpkin spice drinking. Yep. Peanut butter and chocolate yep. loving it. I was like, no. <laughs> yes, we're also here to remind you: stop making ha- hating candy corn part of your personality. And um, <laughs> also, the McBoo is back without the plastic lids. So we just wanted to. You know, throw some more toilet paper and flaming bags of poop on the uh, doorstep before we we get going here. A what? <laughs> the the Mick Boo. Never heard of this. The Mick Boo is the Happy Meal in the little trick or treat pail. Okay. All right. Oh my god! Uh, you, I was going to say you. you <laughs> show notes. You people with. You people with children will have to tell us without about this. We had McBoo's when we were children, Catherine. For decades. We had them when we were kids, Catherine. Oh, that plastic pail thing? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you you wealthy people did. (laughs) Oh, God. How much was was I happy? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see your point. I see your point. Yep. You know, for me, it was just a dad's way of winning his uh, winning the love of his children by, you know, having us on Friday night, <laughs> taking us to McDonald's. It was my mom's way of saying, I am not cooking after being at the VA for 12 hours. Right, exactly. Joe, yeah, no, 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 virtual no. glass yeah, clink, no. because you, you, you feel me here. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I'm with you there, Andy. <laughs> yeah, no, no. My father is an accountant, and so rather than getting his children two separate nine piece chicken McNuggets, he would get us a 20 piece chicken McNuggets and have a split it. And we each got 10. Okay. Ooh. Well, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I, was gonna, uh, it, I thought you were going to say he's going to use He was going, he got us, he got us a 20 piece and just made us fight for it. Let us right, fight, exactly. fight for it. Are you not entertained? <laughs> he takes a pool cue and breaks it in half over his knee and throws you each a half. <laughs> oh God, no! My my father is a Christian accountant, Star Wars lover, and <laughs> so is Andy, and he'd do that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, wait, I'm not a Christian. Oh, well, close enough. Uh, don't don't tell your godchild that. Yeah, either of them, <laughs> who, by the way, are both born. They have the same birthdays. But wow. they don't need they don't need to know that. Let's I think we need to move, move on, on now because we're we're already getting towards um, let's, move, let's move on to that most Christian of holidays, Halloween. Yes, All Hallows <laughs> Eve. <laughs> um so tonight we are actually doing something a little different. The original plan 
well, first of all, the original plan was going to be we're going to do the movies of 1993, but due to a whole bunch of stuff, that's our November episode. Um, so we are we are going to do our Halloween episode tonight. Originally, the plan was to talk about the Stephen King books that were turned into movies and TV, but um, Catherine's coworker Kevin happened upon uh, mine and Mike's discussion of something on our YouTube channel's retro review. And mentioned animated horror. So when Catherine reminded me that he had mentioned this, I thought it would be a, a great idea because, first of all, I think we can all get involved with this. Catherine, do you want to go uh, go into a little more detail about Kevin's thoughts with this? Well, first of all, so he he often puts you guys on when he's bathing the children. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he was he proposed the idea of doing. Uh, animated Halloween specials and movies that were not Tim Burton. Okay. And Which eliminates I, a lot. No, it only, honestly, Mike, looking at the list, it really only eliminated three. One of which, let's be honest, we're talking about that ne- in the next episode. Is It's a movie of 1993. That is true. And can I, can I, be, can I be real with y'all? Can I shoot with you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> are, are you going to turn the chair the, the the chair around and sit you know straddle it like a like a U pastor? <laughs> Let's get exactly. real for a second. But, Let me wrap with But I'm like that. It's the Benedict Cumberpatch cool toilet. Okay. <laughs> Google that if you ha- if you don't know what I, I'm talking about. But anyway, I, know what you're talking about. I just you know it's one of those things. It's like it's, Tim Burton is so synonymous with Halloween. It's like. Uh, haven't we talked about this enough? Can't we lend some oxygen to other things? Right. So so that's and I, I fully appreciate that. Not to say that they're not going to be name dropped uh, in this uh, only because, you know, social media feedback. But we'll get to that. Right. So anyway, <laughs> uh, hey, Kevin, I hope you're enjoying that. Um I, you know, I know you, you like to listen to us while you're, while, while you're, you're taking care of all the dad, the dad chores. So thank you. And I'll, I'll promise not to fucking swear. Um, so. He has, he has, he has three children under five. Fuck. Yeah. Sorry. They, I didn't know that. The mo- yeah. When they're the most, uh, impressionable. <laughs> when That's like that, that, that thing that John Oliver had when he uh, went back to the UK to visit and he had his two year old son with him. And he goes into the store, and his son's just like, hi, 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 hi. And the shopkeeper says, he's a happy little cunt, isn't he? He's like, yes, he is. He's also very impressionable. And that word means something completely different where we live. <laughs> <laughs> he might he might have so, us on his ear pods. Uh, yes, please. Ear pod please advisory. Do. Yes, please. Ear pod <laughs> advisory. So anyway... Let's crack open a cold glass of social media feedback here. And I'm going to start. Actually, I got a Facebook message from a friend of the show, Matt Jones, who always has great ideas for his um, for his thoughts on on topics and whatnot. So first off. He's going to mention one, which is on our list, and I think we can just park it here for a few minutes and talk about It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. 
Each year the great pumpkin rises out of the pumpkin patch that he thinks is the most sincere. He's got to pick this one. He's got to. I don't see how a pumpkin patch can be more sincere than this one. You can look all around and there's not a sign of hypocrisy. Nothing but sincerity as far as the eye can see. I, I, I would have yeah. been surprised if they didn't make the list because it's ubiquitous with Halloween since it came out. Exactly. It is the intercontinental champion of Charlie Brown holiday specials. And Linus never saw the Great Pumpkin because he didn't offer a blood sacrifice. That's that's true. <laughs> I thought that was common knowledge. It's it, it's so interesting because I remember watching um, try, uh, Great Pumpkin as a kid and being so confused. I'm talking like when I was like six or seven. Being so confused by the World War One stuff, the Snoopy stuff, where he's shot down behind enemy lines, and it's this completely separate. It's a B story to everything else that's going on. Actually, let's be honest, it's a C story because I think the the Halloween party is the B story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But that's. I mean, I, 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 I enjoy this one a lot. Not as much. It doesn't. It doesn't warm my heart the same way that a Charlie Brown Christmas does, but this is still it's it's still an annual view for us. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, like I, I said, it's just it's become so ubiqu- ubiquitous. It's like yeah, it's it's really it's like the start of the Halloween. Yeah, no, don't you know? According to my sister, uh, it's October first. It's the start of Halloween, but you no. Know. It's been a while I, since I've watched it. No, really? Yeah, I, it's not something I like. I I put on regularly. Okay. But it's one that you know I, you know when I I do remember watching it and enjoying it. So, I mean, yeah, I, I enjoyed most most of the peanut specials. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it for for us. It's like well, for, I mean, don't don't make me tell you the entire tale of why the peanuts are special to me and my wife, um, but. It is. It's just one of those things. <laughs> oh, I know I grew, why, why they are. Yes, exactly. Yep. It's and I think I've told this story, story countless times yes. on this podcast, so I don't think I need to <laughs> continue telling that story. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it, it it's a sweet it's a, it's a fun story. Um, it, it it feels a little more episodic than or like that. Kind of like how the comic strips are versus a Charlie Brown Christmas, which actually does have like a, a true through story through the yeah. entire thing. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it, it's just I, I enjoy it a lot. It's it's just weird how everybody changes like costumes like three times. And I really want to know what did they did they did the entire town agree at a town meeting that they were going to give Charlie Brown nothing but rocks. Yeah, I know, yeah, what's, right? What's, it's it's like why? How did a ta- entire town turn to bully one little boy? Seriously, his I dad's mean, the barber of that town too, and I'm expecting that you know after he comes home with a bag full of rocks, his dad's going all Sweeney Todd on all of them. And no shit, all the yeah. time. Too. Yeah, Dan, you want to shave? All right, yeah, I'll give you the shave, the closest you've ever had. Hey. Hating on him because he doesn't know how to wield scissors because he's five or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah, five. seriously. 
you know, you know, when I was a lad, we we'd have to take we have to be extra nice to those kids, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I it, it that never it's like. You know, I can I can understand like from Charlie Brown's perspective, like yeah, oh woe was me. You know, I you know, okay, how many problems can a five year old really have? But to have it compounded by the entire time, you know, it's like you know what? Okay, I see where you're coming from, Charlie Brown. Surprised you haven't exactly. been psycho. Right, exactly. The local townsfolk have turned on this child. Yeah, for yeah. no discernible also, reason whatsoever. The one thing that drives me nuts as well, you know, being a parent. It's just like it's like three in the morning and the parents, the Van Pelt parents don't realize that Linus is not in his bed <laughs> and is in a pumpkin patch, not on their property. Right. <laughs> they, they don't really seem like the most uh, attentive parents in general. Well, you know, if everything they ca- that came out of their mouth was <laughs> then. I don't know. I'd probably not listen to them either. Yeah. Uh, anything else we have to say about it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown? Other than the Absolutely. blood sacrifice, Mike. We know about the blood sacrifice. <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously. Everyone knows about that. <laughs> I absolutely have one more thing to say. Yes. I blame this for our litigious society. Because <laughs> Sally stays with Linus. In the pumpkin patch, and there is no great pumpkin, and she is mad that she missed tricks and treats, and she goes, I'll sue! Right, but she was led there under false pretenses, though. It's not like, you know, oh, I can't believe that old lady didn't know her coffee was too hot. That woman suffered third-degree burns! No, Sally was in every right to be litigious about that because she was led there under false pretenses. Okay, there's a whole big story about the woman that got burned, but anyway, yes. we'll 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 get on that on like another episode, uh, which we will never do. But yes. <laughs> uh, the, there there there's actual grounds for that. Haha, <laughs> coffee joke. Anyway, yes. so uh, yeah, no, no, Sally, <laughs> Sally declaring that she's gonna sue over the fact that Linus, that she believed Linus, whom she's desperately in love with. And she's going to sue over the fact that she missed tricks or treats when, you know, her parents should hopefully make sure she gets enough candy. Right. Despite the fact that she was hanging out with Linus in the uh, cabbage in in the uh, pumpkin patch all night. Yeah. If I were Linus, I'd be giving her all that candy that Lucy got for me as being the blockhead brother of sitting in a pumpkin patch waiting for the great pumpkin. Mm. But yeah, yeah, the, the last. One of the, as an adult, the time that I watched uh, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and I saw her yell, I'll sue, I'm like, that is why we live in a litigious society. It's all Sally's fault for being like, <laughs> something didn't go my way, I'm gonna sue. She's the original Karen. <laughs> yep. Huh? She's the original Karen. Check out that hairdo. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> <The bob. laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to another one of Matt's picks. Matt also says, I remember the 1949 Disney's Legend of Sleepy Hollow scaring the crap out of me as a kid. Yeah. I, you know what? I have, I have, to, I have to agree with Matt on this one because I remember when I first saw it, I think I just moved to the mainland. 
And I, th- I was like eight years old and I watched it and it scared the shit out of me. I was like, this is, this is not a cartoon. Yeah. I don't remember much <laughs> yeah. about um, the uh, Mr. Toad part of that, that movie, but the sleepy hollow and hit the horseman. I definitely remember. Yeah. It's, I, mean, I honestly, who, who, who shows yep. a car, who shows a cartoon of, of, about a a flaming you know a headless horseman throwing around a flaming pumpkin to a child well keeping in mind too these these cartoons their their primary audience was children back in 1949 post war children so <laughs> yeah hey, they were just lucky they were just lucky they weren't getting any more of those terrible like saludos amigos and uh, make my music and melody time that's like, true compilation movies this time they actually got two halves of a movie which you know the weird thing about this is so i i probably saw sleep you know legend of sleepy hollow at some point as a child on like the wonderful worlds of disney it was so hard to come by like through home video that the last the the most recent time i've seen it which was the first time in probably over 40 years i'd seen it was when it finally um no actually oh shoot this was right before disney plus we had we had to rent it because we were on our mission to watch every disney animated movie so we got um we watched the legend of uh sleepy hollow and uh the adventures of mr toad okay but yeah it's just this was a weird one too because um you don't expect this version of ichabod crane first off to be an absolute pee hound seriously this this ichabod fucks it's you know between that he's just kind of he's just like well if you're 1949 standards i mean he's he's very lusty and um he's also kind of a prick okay yeah, I could I could <laughs> see him being a uh, you know he's definitely like a school teacher that you don't approve of that shows up in uh, 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 Prince Edward Island and Anne of Green Gables. That's exactly exactly, and this was voiced by Bing Crosby, so I'm just glad that you know he wasn't abusing children at the same time. No, nah, I think he was into adult women. No, no, Bing, Bing Crosby also was. No, 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 no. He no he 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 oh, beat no. his kids is what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, okay. Beat him, beat him with a sack of Valencia oranges. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but I do because it's just the fact that it had to be Valencia oranges. <laughs> Sorry, I'm mixing up Bing with uh, somebody else. What are these, mandarins? Go get me some Valencia. <laughs> I gotta beat you with those too. Forget these oranges wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I remember watching Sleepy Hollow on the Disney Channel because this was this was a regular every year during Halloween on the Disney Channel. Okay. Oh, absolutely. When it first, you know, like eighty, you know, eighty-two, eighty-three, eighty-four. We were poor. We couldn't afford the Disney Channel. It was part of the upper tier cable channel. <laughs> I think. I think some teach some kind of teacher recorded it and played it for us at school. <laughs> Here, kids, enjoy copyright your nightmares. Law. <laughs> hey, copyright laws. Oh yeah, he's What's scary. 
And it, it is, it, but it is funny how scary it is, though, because it's it is really dark, and it's that whole thing, and the fact that it just Ichabod is never seen again. Yeah, yeah and the thing just, is, like, because it's heavily implied that at least in the I guess the, in the original book that book that um, that like that real asshole guy was kind of behind the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Like he never gets his comeuppance, so it's like, guess what, guy, kids, yeah, Ichabod's dead, and evil wins. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem right. is, oh I my will... god, I can't remember. Go ahead, I've forgotten Sorry. that I read that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I completely forgot that we read that in school, like long after I'd read the, uh, you know, you know, seen the, seen the Disney. We read that in school. I was like, "Oh, yep, yeah, there it is. That's definitely where Disney got it from." Yeah, I just that guy always just you know I'm just gonna call him Casper Van Dyne because <laughs> Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we ready to move on to another one of Matt's picks here? Yep. Okay, now sure this thing. one did this one did not show up in our on our list. Uh, so Matt says there was also a Saturday morning cartoon around 1980 or so called Drac Pack that I loved. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it was an Australian produced Hanna-Barbera show. OK. Matt writes, I believe it was Hanna-Barbera, but I might be wrong. The premise was a couple of teenagers who were descended from various Hollywood monsters, Dracula, Frankenstein and Wolfman, who could transform uh, into those monsters and become superheroes. They would fight crime in general and also be a co- uh, against a cadre of evil monsters. I don't think it lasted more than one season, but it was fantastic. And whenever they needed advice, they would turn to the actual Count Dracula, who was kind of their advisor, master splinter, man in chair type. Um, so I told Matt this might become my next rabbit hole. And <laughs> the, the playlist of all 20 episodes is on YouTube, and I watched one of them. Oh boy, it did not hold up. <laughs> no, it does not. It does no, not it hold up at all. It's but the thing is, most Hanna Barbera of that era doesn't hold up. It's 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 all. I mean, it's the same type of thing. They they went on the cheap. They cut corners. They reuse a lot of animation, and it's just like it's sure the the release date was nineteen eighty. But that animation was probably completed in the late seventies. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it it was rough. It was really rough. None of the like, especially for like young Dracula, it's like the voice didn't match at all. Like he really kind of sounded like a um, kind of like it kind of sounded like Fred from the original run of Scooby Doo. It might have been Fred from Scooby Doo for all I know. <laughs> but oof, Matt, I am I'm really interested in you in you messaging me and letting me know what your thoughts are on that because <laughs> wow. Wow. It just wasn't great. Yeah, I've never heard this before. <laughs> oh Joe, oh Mike. You need to at least dip your toe in the water. <laughs> Well, I'm sure I will. At least, at least, well, at least watch like the opening sequence. Oh, like the open ti- opening title. The beauty title. of Hanna Barbera is every every opening sequence is exposition. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Twenty episodes with no continuity. That that's really it's really all you could ask for. All right, so let's move over to uh, the artist formerly known as Twitter, um, where you can find us at Geek Salad Radio. And uh, let me pull this up real quick. Oh, geez, I just got this this verification thing on here. Um, I have to check everything that is a speaker. Okay, the post, the thing. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, no. Okay. Oh, Kevin McCarthy again. Nope, not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Timely humor. Um, so anyway, let's let's check out a few of these. So our first comes from opinionated lushes at opinionated underscore lushes, and they bring up Paranorman. Meet Norman. Can't you be like other kids your age? His parents don't get him. He's probably up there fiddling with his Ouija or his orb. Harry. His sister doesn't like him. You are such a loser. And the kids at school. Look, it's abnormal. Always pick on him. <laughs> but he does have some friends. Norman, wait up. I like to be alone. So do I. Let's do it together. It's just that most of them Good morning. aren't exactly alive. How's it hanging? <laughs> Haven't heard that one before. Do you see ghosts like all the time? <gasps> Who's a good boy? Uh, that's not his chin. Anyone watch this one? Nope. Sounds familiar. I, 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 I've, I've heard of it. I definitely know of it, but I've never watched it. I watched it, but it barely registers. Okay. It came out in 2012. It's from Leica. And we're going to, we're probably going to park on one, one Leica movie in particular later on. Mm. Um, but from everything I've heard, it's good. I just, I don't think I've ever seen it, but I think it's also based on a Neil Gaiman story as well. Yeah. Well, Leica in really? general make really quality movies that mm. never make any money. So right. Well, also with some of these movies too. I mean, this this kind of falls in the same category as like the box trolls, where it's like, yes, it's Leica. I know it's going to be quality, but do I really want to watch it? Yeah, it's got some. It's got some voice talent too. Anna Kendrick, <laughs> yeah, Casey Affleck, does. Christopher Mintz Platts. John Goodman, uh-huh. Alex Borstein, <laughs> Tempest Bledsoe. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, nice quality. I mean, honestly, I think I the mean, biggest issue I have with the movie is that I always mix it up with Monster House, which came out like six years before. Yeah. Yeah, Monster. Yeah, Monster House. I remember. Okay. It actually, it actually did pretty well. I mean, it had a budget of sixty million and made one hundred and seven million, so it was a money maker. Yeah, it made back its budget and a little bit of its production, its uh, marketing costs. <laughs> but okay, well, thank you, opinionated luscious. Now let's move on to um, our uh, our good friend Laurel from the Sleep and Sorcery uh, Folklore and Fantasy Podcast at Sleep uh, Sorcery. Laurel's in, also in one myth. half of the dynamic duo of Derek and Laurel from the Midnight Myth, and. Laurel went a different way with this. She went with fantasy bordering on horror faves. So her first uh, her first pick is The Black Cauldron. And Laurel, I will admit, 
the Horn King is terrifying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta give her that. I gotta give her that one. Uh, it's absolutely terrifying. We did a we did a full review with this with our friend Tom Green um, a few years ago, and it's honestly, while the movie itself isn't great and a terrible representation of the books, I like this version of the Horn King a hell of a lot better than I, what than what we got in the books. Yeah, and John Hurt's voice doesn't hurt at all. Right. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> My, such a brave dance group. A pig boy, a scullery maid, and a broken down minstrel. Perhaps it may interest you to see what fate has in store for you. <laughs> now I call on my army of the dead. The cauldron born. Arise, my messengers of death. Our has arrived. Laurel also brings up the princess and the goblin. Now, I'm not familiar with this. Is anybody familiar with this one? I've heard of it. It sounds familiar. I'm pulling it up. Princess and the goblin. 1991. Yep. Okay. All right, yeah, you know no. what? I remember this only because I remember it being like one of those things that would sit on, you know, it was a Suncoast white clamshell soap drink. Um, <laughs> yep, yep, there we go. Yep. I mean, um, a lot of British, a, lo- a lot of like British and international stars, Claire Bloom, Joss Acklin, Roy Kinnear, Rick Mayall. Wow. I, yeah. I'm not familiar with this one. I don't know. It was Filmation. Well, I'm seeing, uh, uh, you know, it was, it's, it's clearly based on a book and the uh, cover art on like one of these looks very familiar to me. Yeah. I don't think I read it, but I mm-hmm. think I, you know, it, it, it smacks of Scholastic Book Fair and I'm like... <laughs> I don't think I own that one, but it looks like something I almost bought. Yep. Come on, some of my favorite books from childhood were Scholastic Book Fair. I just, my son just did his Scholastic Book Fair, and it's so much different than what we used to have, where you said, like, get the order form, and six weeks later be reminded what books we bought, sight unseen. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. So, yeah, I, I, this one might be worth a go, Laurel. I don't – I'm familiar with it in the sense of I, I'm, I, I am picturing the, the cover of the VHS. But, no, oh, might be worth, worth checking on. It's prob- I've got to go on IMDb real quick and see where it's – it is not streaming anywhere. That, wow. I'm no, honestly, I mean – I think a lot of those filmation, though, and a lot of those like those direct-to-DVD or direct-to-home-video Don Bluth movies, I don't know if they ever found a home anywhere to stream. I, I wouldn't be shocked if I if I were to go back to that in like a month or two and see it on Tubi or Pluto. So, And uh, finally, we've got Dissect That Horror at Dissect That Film, and uh, they actually have quite a few here. 
and some we're going to land on. Uh, the first one we, we already kind of discussed a little bit, which was Monster House, which I hate to say is kind of in my in my idiot brain gets confused a lot with Paranorman, which is also on their list. We'll be back tomorrow night. Well, if anything happens, call the police and hide in your closet. He knows that. Have fun with the sitter. Okay. Now listen up. I control the TV, the stereo, and the phone. I'm not your mother. I'm not your friend. Fine. Every town has a legend. There's something going on at that house. Every street has a story. I'll go ding-dong ditch the house and you'll see. No ghosts! Chatter, stop! Please! Chatter, I'm serious. Every house... Chatter, come back! ...has a secret. Um, they do bring up two, two of the Tim Burton movies because I was not as explicit in my directions on uh, Twitter. It's not like anybody listens to me anyway. But uh, Corpse Bride and Frankenweenie, <laughs> both, both are stop motion. I want to say they're both Leica as well. I know Corpse Bride is. I'm not 100% sure. No, Frankenweenie is not because uh, Frankenweenie is directly out of Disney animation. Yes, that's that's true. That one I remember. So, um, he also they also bring up Hotel Transylvania for centuries. Plumbing issue. Plumbing? There is a clogged toilet in room 348. It's okay, we all get stomach aches, Mr. Bigfoot. Uh. Welcome to Hotel Transylvania. Do not disturb. Do not disturb. Do not disturb. Human free since 1898. Which I don't know how Adam Sandler managed to convince somebody to pay for his vacation to Transylvania and bring all his best friends with them, but here we are. <laughs> I I hate to admit it, but I enjoy I enjoy Hotel Transylvania. I think the first I haven't seen anything beyond the first movie. And I thought the first movie was actually okay. Um you know, okay for my high my high <laughs> taste in animation. <laughs> I Honestly, my favorite gag in that is one of my. It's just it's it's such a Dracula trope that whole blah 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 type of trope, and the whole thing is that he's always like I don't say blah blah. <laughs> but I thought that was really clever. I love Andy Samberg, so I, I'm willing to cut him all the slack in the world for anything. And overall, I think it's fun. Well, that's really it's more fun than those fun. Adams Family uh, animated movies. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, God, those, oh. those those did the Adams family a disservice. Yes, yeah. they did. And I, and the thing is, I, I'm willing to give Oscar Isaac a lot of leeway, but no, not on that one. Not not for that. Yeah, we've been no. for obvious reasons because my wife is is now has been cast as Morticia in the Adams Family musical. Mm-hmm. 
um we've been watching we we just watched the 1991 movie and this weekend we're going to watch the we're going to watch family values which for you know for the sequel to a movie that was really really good it it just vastly surpasses its original oh god yeah oh yeah i well, it knew it love family, family values. values yeah it knew what to play uh, what to play to its strengths with exactly yep. but yeah, but back to the animated. Yeah, the only clever thing about those Adams Family animated movies was that the end of the first movie, they actually reproduced the entire TV opening credit sequence at the end in animation, and yeah. that was actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, so we did Hotel Transylvania. Next one, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Warner Brothers Family Entertainment cracks open the Scooby Files with Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. It's Scooby-Doo, Shaggy, and the gang in an all-new feature-length animated movie. Ghost pirates, ghost soldiers, what's next? Zombies? This time, it's no bad guy in a mask. This is the ultimate scary showdown. If they want haunted, they come to the right place. Featuring a soundtrack so hot, it'll give you goosebumps. We're not looking for ghoul friends. Right, Scoob. Scooby and Shaggy are in for a close encounter of the spookiest kind. It was just a bunch of bats, Scoob. Grab your ghoul repellent and get ready for Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, because this time the monsters are real. Now, Mike, I know you wrote this down on the list. I did. I knew it was you, Fredo. Uh, <laughs> talk to me a little bit about this, because anybody who's known me for any period of time knows that my definition of hate begins and ends with Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I believe this one was 1998, if I had to guess. Um, and from what I recall, it was like the first real like new Scooby-Doo movie in a while. It's like a little over an hour long. And okay. it was also like very much touted to be like the first one where the monsters are actually real. Okay. Uh, and, and it's not as if like it not like like uh, Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo, a... where it was all mainly about like Scrappy Doo and all that. This no, this was the original. <laughs> this is taking like the original team uh, from the nineteen sixties cartoon, you know, modernizing them, putting them in the you know late nineties. But for the first time, they were actually going to be going up against a uh, a monster that was actually real and, i mean it uh, wasn't old man johnson under that mask exactly and it they actually they they did a couple of really interesting um really cool twists with it that they actually do keep you guessing with it and i i had a lot of fun with it okay that's that's really interesting especially because you know for the most i know that like the last oh good lord now 25 years have been the they've been on this constant um rehab tour of scooby-doo trying to find a way to make it really click with modern audiences um yeah. i don't know, know ever, ever since the, they they just they, ever since the live action movies with freddie prince and everybody else they just have not been successful at trying to just connect scooby-doo yeah well especially after scoob was released right at the worst possible time of the pandemic yeah and then ended up like on on it just ended up getting like shunted over to hbo because they had not they couldn't do anything else with it and then the yeah. velma you know the, Vel, the mindy kaling's velma show that just just every pissed everybody off 
It did. It pissed a lot of people on, off. On both, I, si- on both sides of the uh, right. Of the I aisle. sat firmly in the middle of it, where I'm like, okay, fine, get upset about it, but you know, any anything beyond like just slight rage, you're just wasting your time. <laughs> Please go touch grass. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, they had uh, for guest cast, they had Adrian Barbeau, uh, Tara Strong, Jim Cummings, Cam Clark, and Mark Hamill. Okay. And I believe you can find it on YouTube uh, if you want to. It's I believe it's streaming on Boomerang, but you can okay. find it on YouTube, but like only in like four minute, like twenty one four minutes um, clips. Okay, so all right, I, I found it here. Return Scooby Doo Return. Uh, all right, so Scooby Doo on Zombie Island is nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, they did a return to Zombie Island. I'd never watched yep. that one, and I've heard yeah. it's not as good. So the voice cast is Scott Ennis, Billy West, Mary Kay Bergman, who was the original voice of all the women on South Park. Yeah. Frank Welker. Uh, it, yep, there you go. Tara Strong, BJ Ward, Adrian Barbeau, and not the Adrian Barbeau bot. Um <laughs> Okay, Jim Cummings, Mark Hamill. Yeah, interesting. And yeah, it currently it's only showing available to buy on Amazon. But again, you're you know, like I believe you. It's probably like it's there on YouTube somewhere. Oh no, no, I, I actually looked it up this, earlier this morning. Uh, oh, actually earlier this afternoon. And yeah, twenty-one different segments, each one about four to five minutes in length. Oh. But you can watch the whole thing. Okay. Interesting. All right. So moving on, Dissect That Horror also brings up Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Wallace and Gromit in their first full-length motion picture. Gromit, old pal, I'll need assistance. The gardens of England are in danger. This is us. I have the most terrible rabbit problem. From a terror so fierce. Oh, they must be breeding like, well, rabbits. It will petrify your parsnips. If you ask me, this was arson. Curdle your carrots. Arson? Alright, someone arson around. <laughs> and chill you to the marrow. Our only hope is Wallace and Gromit. How on earth would they ever catch such a big rabbit? With a big trap. By Jove, he's, he's gossip. Oh, so good. It is it's Wallace and Gromit. I mean, I love Ardman. I just truly love Ardman animation. This is one I haven't watched in a long time, though. I think I watched it. When it came out on home video, and then I don't think I've gone back to watch it at all. Oh, I saw it in theaters and I have it on disc. Okay. <laughs> I surprise, love surprise. this one. This one's so good. It it is. It's an it's excellent. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it, was, it is wicked. It is wicked good. It's such a fun movie. It's definitely worthy of um of Wallace and Gromit. And being their first, like, full-length Wallace and Gromit film. It was cracking good. Um, yep. 
Never seen it myself. And, okay. It, interesting uh, footnote, too. Oh, man. It's well, on I, Netflix. I've never really seen any of Armin's stuff. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Mike, really? Oh, oh, this is so oh good. there's some good stuff, Mike. You've got, I mean, Chicken Run and the upcoming sequel, Chicken Run 2. Uh, we got rid of the Nazi this time. Um, yeah, I'm not big on Chicken Run because of Mel Gibson. Well, you you can, but this is back when Mel Gibson was still kind of like covertly. I know, but he is showing he, up. He's yeah. taking but all this stuff for me. It's I understand that it's still that's, I I that's think it's fair. still worth it. That's fair. Sean the sheep. Um, oh, Wallace Sean and the Gromit. Sheep. Yeah. Sean the sheep. Sean the sheep. But Wallace and Gromit is on. Crystal the Rabbit is actually on Netflix right now. <clears throat> I would I would highly recommend it. And interesting footnote too. At the Academy Awards for Best Feature Animated Film, it beat out Corpse Bride. Really? Yes. Yep. It was the first year that um, the the three animated nominees, none none of which were CG. They were all traditional animation, and um. They're either stop motion or traditional anim- like hand drawn animation. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, impressive. Yeah, I'm actually taking a look real quick to see what the the third movie in that was because it's just not coming off my, it's just not coming to my head real quick. So I have to look at that. But feel free to continue talking about uh, Curse the Were Rabbit. I can't really see much. Oh my god! Everybody in it's so brilliant. <laughs> like the voice, the voice acting is fantastic. Uh, right, it's that it's that sly uh, the, kind of oh, British the, the, English just, humor. There's just so much. All right, I'm in the I'm in the 2005. There's just so much right now. The the dog certain. The dog searching through the change purse to fire up the uh, the rides again so they can keep chasing each other. I'm trying to find this. Okay. Keep going. Keep talking. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh. You know what else it beat? I, it just... Mike, you're not going to be happy about this. Huh? It beat Howl's Moving Castle. Huh? It beat Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, I mean, I love Stuart Ghibli, but that's not... I mean, that's... That's a good one. It's not one of the best, but it's a really good one. Okay. So, anything else you have to say about Curse the Were Rabbit before we move on to dissect that horror's last film? No? Uh, just, okay. You know what? You've reminded me that I should watch that this year. Thank you. Well, you own it, and it's on Netflix. Boom, bada, boom, bada, boom. So let's let's conclude uh, just like that horror with one that we definitely have to park on for a little bit. Coraline. Coraline Jones always dreamed of finding a better world. A world more exciting than this. But never did she imagine that she'd discover it in her own home. A parallel place. 
this. We've been waiting for you, Coraline. Where parents are always fun. I love your garden! Can't believe you did this. And everything is so good. What's shaking, baby? It just can't be real. Mom? You're just in time for supper, dear. You're not my mother. My mother doesn't have... B-b-b-buttons? Do you like them? Also, like an animation. It's Henry Selleck. So it's from the director of The Nightmare Before Christmas. The guy who actually did all the work for The Nightmare yeah, Before Tim Christmas. <laughs> What's that? Right. I keep forgetting. Nightmare well, Tim Before Burton Christmas came up with the story only, but... but he, yeah, he, and, he, he, yeah. But yeah, but it it it's become so associated with him. It's like, oh, because it, it's that it was. style. It's that Tim Burton, Tim Burton style, right? But I didn't realize this until, and we're gonna throw a, a plug out here for uh, next episode's uh, co-host M. Um, I didn't realize how little he actually had to do in the production of that, and this really was Henry Selleck's baby. So to see him kind of get get his, you know get more accolades to Coraline, which was a movie that kind of came and went when it came out in 2009. Um, it just, yeah, it, it's become, it's become, it's become a bit of a cult classic. If you it has staying about it. power. It has absolute yeah. staying power. This movie terrified the shit out of my son when I showed it to him a couple of years ago. Oh no. Oh, oh God. really? Oh, so oh my it, God. So loves it. She, it didn't scare her, but she, she loves it. Yes. But, Joe, my son is not Soph's age. He's a year <laughs> younger than your and than TJ. That's true, yeah. And I showed it to him like three years also, ago. Also, also, I I feel like uh, Joe, your kids are more resilient. <laughs> you you were talking about taking them to see Violent Night, and well, they enjoyed that. So okay, I did, awesome. I, I did take them to see it. I did take I did they I did take them to see it. They they loved it. So. Excellent. Yeah, I Excellent. I haven't gotten that far yet. Um, Scarlett and I just started watch. So Scarlett's fifteen now, so I can like watch actual horror movies with her. So she's she's gonna be sitting in with me while they watch all the movies that Mike and I were reviewing this month for uh for our, the retro reviews. <laughs> but yeah, no Coraline. I mean, and you think about it too. I mean, it, watching Coraline at seven years old, like he had done, is it's similar to like how we perceived um, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Watching that, yeah, that right? Exactly. I've actually never seen Coraline. Those really? buttons creep the hell I... out of me. Well, that's the point. That well, that's kind of the point. Yeah. That, well, that's kind of yeah. The whole I know point, that is the point. Is... Yes, and it is very successful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of a chicken shit. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> That's that. That's okay. But and you know what? In all honesty, Mike, too, there's like I don't I don't remember as a kid or as a teenager watching horror films or anything like that where people like, oh, I trauma. I know so many people now who it's just like it's it's a deal breaker. That, you know, it's just like anything with eye trauma, they cannot watch. And even though it's animated, I can understand that with with like the button eyes and everything. The Simpsons did have a quite a good stop motion uh, parody of it, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Where Lisa crossed over to an ideal family, and all she had to do was essentially just sew the buttons on her eyes. Oh, right. 
Right, but ima- I mean, imagine exposing your kid to body horror like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, overall, I, I think it's a fantastic film. It's got a great voice cast. Um, it's, it looks gorgeous. Qu- quite honestly, it's in the running that this might be a better looking movie than Kubo. If we're just, you know, seeing as how this has essentially become the Leica, um, you know, honorary show, it's, I mean, it might be neck and neck, quite honestly. I mean, I like love a, Kubo, though. Mike, like you said, yeah, I, lo- I love Kubo. Too. They make a quality product. Yeah. But it's, it's they never it's, make it's any money. It really is. I don't know. Anyone else have any thoughts on, uh, on Coraline? Catherine, you've seen this, right? You haven't. I, I tried to watch it at a. I, I have not watched it yet. Uh, I tried to watch it at a friend's place, and we had a, a, a technical problem, so we didn't manage to watch it. All right, I'm taking a look real quick. Where are we streaming? Coraline is streaming on. It's streaming on Max. Excellent. I can do that. So, definitely give yourself a do yourself a favor. A lot of great voices on here. You got Dakota Fanning, uh, Terry Hatcher. Okay, so not they can't all be winners. <laughs> John Hodgman, <laughs> Jennifer Saunders, Don hey, Ter- French. Terry Hatcher, sur- Terry Hatcher survived Dean Kane. Yeah, but she yeah, that she, counts for something. She pissed off Howie Long. So uh, we also have Jennifer Saunders and Don French. So we got French and Saunders back. We got David Keith, who voices the cat. Ian McShane. There's a this is a good voice cast. French and Saunders were uh, both in um, Death on the Nile as well. Yes, yes, they were. That's like their first live action appearance together since their show ended. So but yeah, I, I would recommend this. I would definitely recommend watching this. I thought it was a fantastic movie. Cool. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, do them a favor, please, and go follow their go follow their content. Uh, go follow them on uh, Twitter. I will give a I'll drop their um, their handles in um, in our in our post show chat. So you'll be able to see them as well. So go give them a follow. Thank you all so much hmm. did you guys have any any feedback yes. with this one you did i didn't okay Catherine, did you say you, you had some i think the no, mute monster got, got Catherine. or she's got well she she said she did say, she say it was laggy so she was experiencing some technical issues so well, let's move on to some of the stuff on the list here. Oh yeah. And oh yep. Yeah. All right. So Catherine, I'm sorry, you're back. Did you um did you have any feedback from anybody? No, I didn't have any feedback from anybody. I just hate my internet right now. Ah, gotcha. Fair. Totally fair. All right. Well, let's let's like check down what is left on this list here. I kind of knew social media was gonna really help us out with this but um let's take a look at the last couple that we have on our list here uh catherine you wanted to talk a little bit about the garfield halloween special observe carefully odie i'll teach you some of the finer points of trick-or-treating 
Give me. Oh, how cute. Here you go, kids. Methinks your Bia might stingy with your candy, miss. If you don't reconsider your contribution, I'll give your living room drapes a taste of me broadsword. Thank you. A thousand blessings upon your home, ma'am. Yes, I do love this so much. I remembered it from watching it on TV, and when I found it in, like, a collection on DVD with, like, the Thanksgiving and Christmas specials, which I didn't know very well, but the 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 Halloween one I'd watched multiple times, recorded, and so I bought it, and I love it. Same and here. I can't believe it's only, like, 20-odd minutes. It's 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 so much story in only 20 odd minutes. Yeah. And you get the amazing Lorenzo music as a uh, Garfield. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. This was one. So I remember seeing this as a kid, like the one, the one time it, I remember airing on TV. Um, and then about three years ago, it was actually, it was, yeah, it was Halloween 2020. The kids couldn't go trick or treating. So we invited my, um, we invited my uh, sister-in-law and brother-in-law and their kids over um, to just kind of have a Halloween party. And my brother-in-law, Matt, was like, oh, we got to watch the Garfield Halloween special. And Danielle, my sister-in-law, was like, yes, we need to watch the Garfield Halloween special. So we ended up renting it on Amazon. And I'm like, this is actually scarier than I remember it being. And I was a little puss as a kid. Yeah. I don't remember being this traumatized by this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I will just always. Oh yeah, those ghosts. My my favorite part. It will always be the the one part that always sticks in my mind is just Garfield going up to the door and saying "Gimme." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, Lorenzo music. Right, like I could hear that in his voice. Yeah, he was and always will be the best Garfield. Yeah, versus Bill Murray. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, twisted web weed weave. Um, so, Joe, any thoughts on this? You're quiet about the Garfield Halloween. Have you not seen the Garfield Halloween special? I saw it once when I was a kid, and I just kind of forgot about it. Oh, gotcha. It was well. It it, it, it wasn't one of those things that stood out to me, you know. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? Fair enough. It. it when I think about it, there aren't a whole lot of like truly great Halloween specials. I mean, we've done episodes upon episodes of great Christmas specials. Mm. We've talked about two Halloween specials, three if you're counting the Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Mm. Right. I don't know. I may have to watch this again at some point. I'm sure YouTube's got it somewhere. Um, I'm fairly certain. In fact, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm almost positive because I believe I did look it up earlier today. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, Mike, you put one on here as well. Uh, Toy Story of Terror. Yeah. Ah! He's right behind you? Hey, down oh. in front. Oh, oh, sorry. The Toy Story gang is going on a trip. You know, we have a little saying around here. At the Sleepwell Motel, you're gonna sleep well. Of terror. You mean we have to stay here all night? Bum, bum, bum. We'll be back on the road before you know it. Where's Potato Head? 
And so it begins. This place is haunted. What? It's haunted? Ah! <gasps> Ew, I stepped in something. Come on, guys. This isn't scary. Combat calls see things. Combat calls learn. You gotta keep moving or else they find you. Are you Combat Carl? Uh, which I hadn't watched until uh, just about maybe a few hours ago. You hadn't seen it before? Nope, nope. Uh, really? I, really, I have, really haven't seen a whole lot of the Toy Story shorts. Okay. Uh, but I put this on there because I knew of it, and I was like, when I got home, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Toy Story of Terror. And so I did. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, the first half is definitely a little bit more horror-bent. The second half mm-hmm. is more traditional Toy Story stuff. Right. Right. It's... It's interesting because it intru- well, first of all, it introduces us to Combat Carl. Combat Carl knows what he's doing. <laughs> voiced by Carl Weathers. And Combat Carl Jr. Also yeah, voiced by Carl nice. Weathers. Yes. Yeah, there's like, like the large size, there's, there's like the the full size like original G.I. Joe Combat Carl. And then there's his um Action you know, nineteen eighties G.I. Joe <laughs> equivalent Combat Carl. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, it was nice but, because it it actually touched a lot more on um, Jesse's claustrophobia. Yeah, which I I love that they brought that. I, I love that someone's trauma was brought back, but I you know I I do I do appreciate <laughs> that they kept that that character beat in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I and, I like it. It's not my favorite. No, you you know my favorite is the is is small fry. Small fry. Yeah, Small Fry is the best Toy Story short ever, and if yes. you haven't watched yes. that yet, by all means, you need to watch that like right now. Hit the pause yeah. button, go to Disney Plus, and watch it. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It's so good. It is so good. Um, have you guys seen Toy Story of Terror? I, I've I've seen it a couple of times, and I I really enjoyed it. I. I you know, and I I I've watched the uh, the uh, Toy Story shorts, so and yeah, I, I appreciate them for what they are. Catherine, I don't know if I have. I can't remember. Okay, they stop at a motel because they they got a flat, and then all the toys the toys start disappearing. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up, you know, now that we're on you know, the subject of Disney again, but like some of their, like the Skeleton Dance and um, Trick or Treat, which is the Huey Dewey Louie one where Donald is being king asshole to the kids, okay. like just playing pranks on them and stealing their candy. And then a witch has to get involved and they have to bring witchcraft into it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, and there's also Ghost Hunters, which is also that's a Mickey Donald Goofy. Oh, there's also um, oh, uh, lo- uh, what was Lonely Ghosts? Was that it? The uh, the one like one of the early ones, the Lonesome Ghosts, I believe. Okay. Um, or something along that lines. I know they were they were going to originally tie that into like an early draft of Haunted Mansion before they. Before Walt died. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. So all, all those, I mean, if you go to any of your streaming services, you'll be able to find like all of the, like their Halloween collections and you're bound to find some animated stuff in there somewhere. Yeah. But it's, it's really interesting how little like true Halloween animated there is. I mean, we're running what an hour before edits here and kind of crazy well the thing the thing is about halloween it's it's especially lately it's it's no longer really a kid's holiday Mm. anymore true you know and it you know now instead of just being a couple of days at the end of the month you have adults who it's somebody's personality like your sister yeah yeah exactly you know it's oh she 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 won't she wouldn't deny it so right exactly but but no it's it's like it's no it it's no longer a kid's uh uh, holiday anymore where you know the kids go out and get you know candy and maybe get scared a little bit now it's just this whole adult thing right and that's it but you're you're absolutely right about that i mean I feel like some some kids like my son still gets excited because hey free candy and all he's got to deal with are the uh, the dad taxes, which right. by the way Clinton levels Clinton level of uh, <laughs> ever levels of uh, of dad tax. Oh, I know. Well, well, my kids don't trick or treat anymore, but yeah, no, I I know. Teenagers oh, trick or treat? No. Wow. No, last my, uh, uh, you didn't you don't want to go. He didn't go, want to go last year, and so wanted to go, but she just wanted to go hang out with her friends. Right, exactly. So, speaking of the um, the the adults who uh, who just they have made Halloween uh, the month of October their personality, I saw this meme, and I feel like it's some good advice here. If that hot goth witch chick suddenly gives you a chance this month, don't fall for that shit. It's sacrifice season. Run, motherfucker. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stay strong, King. <laughs> um. Oh, you know what? I'm just. I just remembered. Probably one of the most just blatant cash grabs of Halloween cartoons ever, and it was. It came out like six years ago. Did anybody actually see the animated Davis David S. Pumpkins Halloween special? No. Ooh, oh boy. What? Dave, are you familiar with David S. Pumpkins? No. Okay. Joe, Mike, David S. Pumpkins? Nope. Joe? Nope, can't say that I have. Nope. Okay. That's your so, own personal hell, Andy. Okay, okay. so <laughs> the Halloween episode in 2016 of Saturday Night Live, Tom Hanks is the host. And they have this, this house of horrors, which is kind of like a haunted elevator where every floor has got spooks and there's a hundred different floors and this couple like sees a whole bunch of like scary stuff and then they arrive at this thing and it's tom hanks in a wig with a white streak through it and he's wearing a uh, jack-o'-lantern jacket and he's got these two dancers that are skeleton they're dressed as skeletons and he first introduces himself as david pumpkins how's it hanging i'm david pumpkins and I'm gonna scare the hell out of you! Down, 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 down
So yeah, if you if you're interested in, in, in listening to some thoughts on some movies, Mike and I on our YouTube channel are going to be doing some retro reviews uh, in the month of October for horror from the '70s, which, in my eyes, is maybe the best year for horror because it was auteurs doing a horror. Mm-hmm. Think about that. You think about how uh, I mean Kubrick was technically eighty. But Kubrick was doing horror. De Palma was doing horror. Um, I mean, John Carpenter was just, you know, cutting his teeth on it. But Mike and I got four movies all lined up. We've got some reviews coming up this month. Yeah. So you check that out on our YouTube channel, which is Geek Salad Podcast. Any other thoughts, guys, before we uh, we wrap up and sign off? Nope. Excellent. Uh, nope. Yeah. Nothing. Joe? Nope. Okay, good. I didn't get a harumph out of you. So anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you again, everybody who uh, who who gave us your uh, your stuff. Thank you, folks. Go follow them. They're all amazing content creators. So please do that. If you want more of this geek salad goodness, you can follow us on um, the, the dead named Twitter uh, at Geek Salad Radio, as well as Blue Sky. And Threads, we are also at Geek Salad Radio there. We're on Facebook at Geek Salad Podcast. Um, you can also check out our videos at the aforementioned uh, Geek Salad Podcast YouTube channel. And uh, you can, if you're new to the, the, the show, hi, welcome, happy Halloween. Um, we do this, well, we, now we're doing it every month. But you can check out our back episodes wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher. God, I said Stitcher again. Stitcher's gone. Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, which apparently is also going away soon. God damn it. Yeah, it's, and, yeah, it's, it's going gonna, to YouTube. Yeah, yeah, YouTube, you, YouTube Music. <sighs> God. But you could check that out there. We'll also post in our Twitter feed, we will post our link tree, which can take you to everything. Yep. So you can just get to it wherever. Um so anyway, folks, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. Fuck Xfinity. <laughs> and that's Catherine. Yep. <laughs> Line! Really feel. <laughs> Go forth and be nerfful. We will talk to you later. Happy Halloween, everybody. So each Halloween, the Great Pumpkin rises out of the pumpkin patch and gives Halloween presents to all the girls and boys. For some reason, he's never actually appeared to me personally, but this year will be different. Arise! Arise!